0: Well, good evening. Good evening. And today we are in John chapter 11, and there are 21 chapters of John, so this is really the central point. And uh, so let's begin with prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, you told Mary and Martha that you are the resurrection and the life. You promised your disciples that you would prepare a place for them. You promised the repentant thief that he would be with you in paradise. And through the disciple John, you revealed to us that you will wipe away every tear from our eyes in the day when there is no death or sorrow or crying or pain. Fill our hearts with these firm and certain promises. Comfort us with the assurance that those who have died in faith now see you face to face. You live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, surrounded by a great multitude that no one can count. One God, now and forever. Amen. Uh, So, John chapter 11 is... The central point of the Gospel of John, and uh, something about ancient literature. I think uh, in our time we're, well, maybe we're getting out of it. But uh, in our time, people writing was done kind of like is done with a, an outline. Do you ever have to write a report? and then you have to write an outline and submit the outline to the teacher, and then you submit the report to the teacher, and that's supposed to teach you logical thinking. Uh, In ancient times, some things were not necessarily outlined quite like that. Sometimes things were laid out in a very complex way, uh, so that, uh, like the Gospel of John, Chapter 11 may be the central chapter because of what it is. That everything is leading up to it and then everything is kind of coming down off of it. Uh, I once read something. This doesn't relate to John. It relates more to Matthew. uh, That uh, the whole Gospel of Matthew is kind of hinged on on one point, I can't tell you the chapter and verse, but it's where the Pharisees decide they have to get rid of Jesus. And that some scholar has said you have kind of parallel uh, thoughts all the way through the Gospel of Matthew, and they all kind of hinge on that one thing in the middle. Uh, sometimes the psalms were written that way, not just with poetry of thought and beautiful words and figures of speech, but with how things are arranged. Like uh, the 23rd Psalm, the central line is, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And isn't that really the whole psalm? It's, It's working up to the middle, Working up to the central point and then working back down from it. So, uh, John chapter 11, it may be the central chapter for a reason. That this is like the, the biggest miracle that he did. And that everything's leading up to it and then everything's leading down from it. Uh, so, now, uh, Jesus raises Lazarus. Now, a certain man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus was sick, was the same Mary who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Um, I think that John might be assuming that we read Luke. Because what's in the Gospel of Luke?
1: Yeah, of Mary.
0: yeah. Mar- Mary and Martha in Bethany, where uh, 13 unexpected guests drop in, and Martha says, I got a get all of these things ready for all of my guests because uh, if it's Mary and Martha and Jesus and his disciples that's 15 if Lazarus is home at 16 you got to cook for 16 people i got to get all of this ready and then something in the ancient world is that food preparation was a very time intensive thing we, we have food processors and you, you get a TV dinner out of the micro, out of the freezer and all of that now. That back then, you had to do intense labor for hours to make a meal. And then Martha comes in. Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet listening, and Martha comes in and says, look, Mary left me to do all this work all by myself. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you're upset about many things. Only one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen what's better. And so that's in the Gospel of Luke. As far as when these books were written, we're, we're pretty sure John was written later. So he may be assuming we read Luke. And so he's, he mentions Bethany, the village of Mary and Martha. And uh, remember, I, sometimes I talk about chronology, how these things fit together. Uh, it seems Jesus at the home of Mary and Martha May have took taken place around November of twenty nine, and then what did we just have in John chapter ten? Feast of Dedication, also known as
1: Hanukkah, Hanukkah yeah.
0: which would be Christmas. Dece- yeah December,
1: yeah,
0: and uh, and so. Now, it's probably January of 30. So, November, December, January. Uh, not, a kind of a, a narrow time frame. Uh, this part in verse 2, uh, about Mary anointing the Lord with perfume and wiping his feet with her hair, John is actually looking ahead. He's writing this, but he's looking ahead to, it would be the Saturday before Palm Sunday. So he's he's writing about something that's happening in January, but then he says, and this is the same Mary who, in April, is going to do this. Uh, Matthew also uh, mentions... Mary anointing Jesus with perfume, wiping his feet with her hair. Uh, But Matthew, uh, sometimes they they write these things out of order that you have to kind of piece it together. That uh, Matthew writes about this, it would be about like Wednesday of Holy Week, and then Matthew does a flash Back to Saturday and talks about Mary wiping Jesus' feet with her hair. Uh, but uh, I think it's kind of interesting that how John kind of paces this out. Uh, first, he talks about Lazarus was from the village of Mary and Martha, and then the next verse, um, and he was their brother. And I, I think this is that may be kind of a storytelling device. We're going to unwrap these facts one by one. Uh, so the sisters sent a mis- message to Jesus. got to figure out my ups and downs here. Uh, So the sister sent a message to Jesus saying, Lord, the one you love is sick. When Jesus heard it, he said, this sickness is not going to result in death, but it is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, He stayed in the place where he was two more days. Uh, Well, what does... We'll get to uh, that part about staying where he was two more days. Uh, Look at verse 4 with what Jesus says. This is a Who is Jesus moment. What does Jesus know when he says this? And he's not quite telling it yet.
1: He is the power of
0: death. Yeah. And he knows what he's going to do, but he doesn't quite doesn't quite say it. Um, And a flashback to John chapter 2. Jesus changes water into wine, and he revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. And so Jesus is talking about that purpose of miracles as he's now thinking about what he's going to do. Um, And now, verses 5 and 6. Jesus loved uh, Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard about this, he stayed where he was a few more days. What does that bring to mind? How would that make you feel if you were Mary or Martha?
1: Like he wasn't taking them seriously? Yeah. Or it wasn't as important. Yeah. Somehow they didn't convey the importance of what
0: Yeah. But the does Jesus know? Yeah.
1: Shows his knowledge.
0: But he stays where he is a few more days. I think I I may have talked about that in this with this class before. Uh, I know we had a sermon, I had a sermon about was with Peter walking on the water with Jesus. And there's a storm, and Peter sees the wind and the waves, and he panics and he starts to sink. Jesus reaches down, pulls him up, and then they get in the boat, and it's completely calm. He waits to still the storm until after they get in the boat. Uh, Because he wants Peter to have this testing. And so Mary and Martha... Your good friend is sick. And Jesus stays where he is a couple more days. And this is not the time, this is not the age, the time where they sent Jesus a text. And he looked at his phone and, Lord, your friend is sick. Instantly knowing. It took a couple days for somebody to come from Bethany to where Jesus was with the message. Uh, So, um, When it says he stayed where he was a couple more days, uh, at the end of chapter 10, we were told that Jesus went back to the place where John had been baptizing. So, um, so that could be over near the Jordan. There are some brooks and some springs uh, to, the, to the west of Jordan a little bit. And John had been baptizing there. So Jesus is maybe you know, 10, 15 miles away, uh, 20 miles away. After things got hot in Jerusalem again, Jesus retreats. And now he's called back to Bethany. Uh, And the disciples remember how things had gotten kind of hot in Jerusalem uh, at the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, Verse 7. Afterwards, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, recently the Jews were trying to stone you, and you are going back there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? If anyone walks around during the day, he does not stumble because he sees this world's light. But if anyone walks around at night, he stumbles because there is no light on him. He said this, and then he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. Then the disciples said, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking about his death, but they thought he was merely talking about ordinary ordinary sleep. So Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sake that I was not there, so that you may believe. Let us go to him. Um, So Jesus... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, things got hot in Jerusalem, and then Jesus and his disciples retreat to either near the Jordan or uh, Enon near Salim, uh, some springs where John had been baptizing. And now Jesus says, "Let's go back." The disciples remember, "Oh, they were trying to stone you back then." do you really want to go back there? Uh, and then Jesus talks about uh, working while it is day Uh, aren't there twelve hours of daylight Uh, uh, work while it is day Uh, Jesus knows that he only has how much time? It's January. He's got three months, three months or less, so we got to make use of the time. Uh, I have to go back to Jerusalem, even though it was an unfriendly experience. Uh, Jesus says, "Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep." Yeah, I suppose you could say this is a metaphor, right? Remember that word from last time? And with, with sleep as a metaphor for death, what does that imply? Jesus says it here. Lazarus has fallen asleep. I'm going to wake him up. Uh, Jesus has done this before with the daughter of Jairus, that Jesus comes into the house and he says, this child is not dead but sleeping, sleeping." and and that implies I'm going to wake her up.
1: Think that the disciples felt that Jesus didn't go immediately because he was afraid of the Jews. It, it, in, this, in this part it, of the, it, the, the thing, it's you know it sort of implies, "Lord, don't come back." The, the disciples are afraid. Yeah. But this, do they think that the, Jesus is not going back
0: because he's afraid? They are afraid, and that's why they don't want him to go back. Why are you going to back to Jerusalem? They tried to stone you there. Um, I think they want Jesus to be afraid, so they don't have to go and watch it. Uh, but Jesus is delaying for his own reason, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the disciples. Yeah, but the disciples... They were afraid. You don't want to go back there. They tried to stone you. Uh, they were trying to uh, discourage Jesus, and he says, I got work to do, uh, and uh, we have to move on. Then, uh, verse 12, this is a recurring theme in John, that Jesus says something, and somebody misunderstands and Jesus uses it to keep everything, keep the conversation going. Oh, if he will, if he falls asleep, he'll he'll sleep it off, and he'll get better. And uh, so Jesus tells them plainly. And then, uh, verse 15, Jesus knows why he's delaying. It's not because he's afraid. He's delaying so that he can raise Lazarus and like the wedding at Cana, he will reveal his glory so his disciples will put and others will put their faith in him. Uh, so, I'm glad for your sake I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Then, verse 16, uh, Then Thomas called the twins, said said to his fellow disciples, Let us go to, so that we may die with him. Thomas is talking about Jesus. Let's go with Jesus, because he's going to Jerusalem so let's go with Jesus so that we can die with him. And then what happens three months later? Doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas, but then in Gethsemane, They're all... they they run all directions. Uh, so... Uh, so. Now, they go back to Bethany. Uh, And Bethany is a mile or less from Jerusalem. Uh, And it seems Bethany was one of the places that Jesus would retreat to. During Holy Week, it seems like Jesus went back and forth from Jerusalem Then he would go back to Bethany in the evenings. Uh, That's why Judas knew Gethsemane, because Jesus had often gone there on his way to Bethany. And then Palm Sunday, Jesus comes from Bethany. So it's only about a mile, maybe a little less from Jerusalem. So, when Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Uh, Somewhere I read, and I suppose this doesn't really matter, Lazarus is dead in the tomb for four days, Uh, but somewhere I read that it was a, a popular belief, a common belief, among Jews at that time that the soul left the body after four days. After somebody died.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have a footnote that's real similar to what you're saying. That many Jews believe that the soul remained near the body three days. Yeah. After death. And so So he waited that fourth. Yeah.
0: So he was really dead. So he he's really dead. Yeah. (laughs) Really not just merely dead,
1: really <laughs> most sincerely
0: dead. <laughs> yeah. are Okay. Uh, do they over there? Do they bury no bodies in the ground? Uh, what the practice was? Yeah, there are some bodies buried in the ground. There is. Yeah. What the practice was, and you know this from Easter was uh, the, the, the tomb like a, a cave or a hollowed out uh, thing in the stone. And then a stone rolled over it. And then after a year or so, they would go and pick up the bones. Mm. And they had these boxes called an ossuary, a bone box. Uh, and they found these in Jerusalem and Israel and other places uh, and then the slab would be then open for somebody else mm. and that that was how family tombs were managed. Like that. So, yeah, Lazarus was in some kind of a cave type tomb. Uh, to, to bury somebody in the ground like that uh, I remember, uh, well, in the Old Testament, Absalom, there was a pile of stones over where he was buried. Uh, in Jerusalem, and by the way, I'm not going to Israel in December. Okay, I just, I I just found that up. Uh, but uh, on, uh, i got to think of east and west, it's on the side of Jerusalem by the temple uh, that where the Muslims put a cemetery right in front of one of the doors that they didn't want people to go through. And so, and then there's Jewish cemeteries all over on that side of Jerusalem after it started becoming a cemetery. but. Uh, and so people are buried in the ground. Uh, but anyway, the cave-type tombs were common at the time, and they found many like that. Uh, so, uh, so when Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, um, about a mile away. Some of these smaller villages, they don't. Jerusalem
1: was much
0: smaller, too. Yeah. But some of these smaller villages, they don't know exactly where they were. Emmaus, nobody knows where that was. Really? Yeah. But Bethany, there's several different. Possible sites for some of these places. But uh, on a map that I brought up, Bethany looks like it's a, maybe a mile away. Maybe on a curvy road, it would be too. Many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brothers. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him while Mary was sitting in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Okay, think of verse 21 and what's all loaded in that, in that sentence.
1: They knew that the
0: Lord could resurrect and heal the brother. Okay, so so there's faith in there. Mm-hmm. What else is in there?
1: A reprimand. That... Oh. Where were you? Yeah. And she did that, you know, back
0: when you visited their home. Yeah. And she yeah. was concerned about preparing the meal and all that. Yeah. And so maybe Martha was a, a fussy one. I'm sure.
1: I found it interesting. It was Martha that went to, the, went to Jesus as opposed to Mary. Yeah, Martha runs out
0: uh, and says, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Yeah, that's faith. faith mixed with disappointment. Uh, and how do you how do you scold the Son of God for not showing up when when you know who he is? And later she shows she knows who he is. And so how do you how do you scold somebody like that? Uh, and then verse 22: Even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give. Uh, but then it's, it's, it's almost like not quite. though. Really. She says it, but then she kind of backs up and it's not quite. Uh, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha replied, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. She's not thinking now yet. And then we got another one of these golden verses. Which he is professing her faith. Yes. And she is. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even if he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never perish. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord. She told him, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. So does she know who he is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And, remember, another thing we're looking for is bits and pieces of John 3.16. What do you see in verse 25 and 26?
1: Tell him that he is the resurrection and the life. Yeah.
0: John 3.16 says those who believe in him will not perish perish, but have eternal life. And here Jesus says uh, whoever lives and believes in me will never perish. Uh, And then in the next verse you've got God so loved the world. Uh, yes, Lord, she told him, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. So Martha knows exactly who Jesus is. And that as a recurring theme in John, who is Jesus? The Christ... Uh, just a quick review. What does Christ mean? Anointed. The Anointed One. And what's the significance of that biblically? Set apart. Yeah, this person is set apart to do special work for God's people. And then the Christ means the Savior, uh, the Son of God. Uh, the Jews had think fig- that Jesus' enemies had figured it out what the Son of God means. what Jesus calling God his Father means, it means that He also is God, God. the nature of God. Uh, so she knows that and still she says, "Where were you?
1: She knows he is the Christ, she has faith. But she still thinks that he had to be there. Yeah. To keep Lazarus from dying. In
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, we're all that we don't want to lose a loved one. Oh, you know? no,
0: it's a human nature. Or
1: that's human nature.
0: Or any, not just the loss of a loved one, but any crisis. Um, How many times have I asked God to get rid of COVID and all the nonsense that surrounds it? And Jesus is waiting until we get back in the boat to still the storm. He's going to let that Lazarus die so that he can raise him up again. Uh, All of this will pass in his time not my So, after, the, after she said this, Martha went back to call her sister Mary. She whispered, The teacher is here and is calling for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet gone into the village, with st- but still, was still where Martha met him. The Jews who were with Mary in the house, consoling her, saw that she got up quickly and what left, supposing she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Um, I want you to think a little bit. What, What did it mean for Mary and Martha that their brother died? More than just, oh, he's our brother and we grew up with him and we love him and he's a good chap and we like to have him around and now he's dead. For them it meant something much more than that.
1: He probably was the financial person of the family, and okay. being male, he was in control of the monies.
0: Yeah, and that at that time it was would have been very rare that women would be out working on their own. And I'm just telling you the history. I'm not saying that this is this is my idea. I'm just telling you the history. And uh, so for Mary and Martha, they must have been unmarried, which would, would have been an uncommon thing. Uh, think of like the young man of name who talked about that last time talking about uh, allegory. Uh, But the young man of name, he was the only son of his mother, and his mother was a widow. So there being carried out of the city, that was her social security and her 401k. That was her retirement plan, her support, and now she has nothing. And so for Mary and Martha, losing their brother Lazarus, it would have been a much bigger thing than just the loss of a brother. It would have been, now you're out on your own, and you probably can't earn any money, much money. How are you going to support yourself? Uh, So that... That's behind this urgency, too. Uh, If you had been here, you wouldn't have died. And now look at us. Here we sit. Here we are. What's going to happen to us now? Uh, Mary comes. Uh, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Uh, Then, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and troubled. He asked, where have you laid him? They told him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So here's a who is Jesus moment.
1: Fully human.
0: Fully human. Uh, deeply moved in his spirit and trouble. Uh, he sees her weeping and the extent of her grief. And he sees the people around maybe weeping. Uh, did I ever tell you about Jewish funerals in the first century? It's in the, with the, the daughter of Jairus in the Gospel of Luke. Luke describes this. Jesus and his disciples come to the house. You remember what they found? That the people outside were grieving and mourning. And the custom was to uh, really wail.
1: Uh,
0: And uh, you know, they would hire people to, to come if you wanted to show how much you missed grandpa or, or whatever. You would hire more mourners to do that. And uh, I saw a video of this once. Imagine 50 people uh, just crying and wailing like that. It sounds stupid when I do it, but imagine people doing that for hours. We probably won't hire you then. You won't hire me. <laughs> I don't get that job. But, uh, you know, the, 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 that was the equivalent of, you know, the, this, this funeral music with full tremolo that they used to play all the time to, to get the
1: tears to flow. And that's why they thought Mary too was because they were.
0: They they were. This is how we show our concern. So Jesus sees this uh, deep grieving, almost hopeless grieving, and he's deeply troubled and moved. And then, the shortest verse in the whole Bible. Jesus wept uh, fully human and feeling uh, so think of I think of the passage from Hebrews that says Jesus became like us in every way except without sin uh, so does he feel yeah he does does he even though he knows he's going to raise Lazarus up, he weeps anyway.
1: He feels. Uh, he maybe weeps too because he has put these loved ones through this.
0: Uh, he weeps because he feels. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Uh, Something we've seen before this is the Jews were divided. Uh, And uh, he can't be from God because he does these things on a Sabbath. How could. We've never even heard of somebody opening the eyes of the blind. This must be the work of God. Uh, and we've seen that they were divided when he starts talking about himself as the Good Shepherd. And oh, he, nobody ever talked like this. And oh, he has a demon, and what he says makes no sense. And why didn't he keep this guy from dying? And well, uh, he, he opened the blind man's eyes. But see how he loved it. Uh, Division. Uh, So, verse 38. Jesus was deeply moved again as he came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone was lying against it. I just had a thought that popped into my head, and I wasn't thinking of it when I was preparing. Why is Jesus deeply moved when he comes up to a cave with a stone laid against it?
1: He sees his
0: own Yeah. In three months, it's going to be me in the cave. Uh, just the way John describes it it's a parallel to the description of Jesus' own tomb Uh, so take away the stone he said Martha the dead man's sister told him Lord by this time there will be an odor because it has been four days now I'm going to I want to pause here, and I want you to think. What do Mary and Martha think is going to happen? Do they expect what's going to happen? No. Uh, Is it kind of weird? He wants them to open the tomb. Why? That's kind of weird. They must have felt that he was going to view the body. Yeah. And Martha says, But by this time there is an odor. Here, here's some fun with the King James uh, Lord, by this time he stinketh. <laughs> Uh, uh, Yeah, what are are Mary and Martha expecting and and if if they're not expecting Jesus to raise Lazarus they must think this is really weird why does Jesus say take the stone away they're not quite expecting this are they Uh, and then Jesus said to her Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? He's not telling her directly what he's going to do. But he's hinting strongly you're going to see the glory of God. John chapter 2. He thus revealed his glory. Uh. Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the crowd standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Jesus prays out loud. also to show remember that phrase that repeated again and again, I've come to do the will of him who sent me. So he prays to his father before he raises Lazarus. This is part of your plan too that Lazarus is raised Uh, and that uh, these miracles are things he does by the power of the Father, by the power of God, which makes the unbelief even worse, because they're not just rejecting Jesus, they're rejecting the one who sent him. So why does he pray like this here to show, this is not just me, this is the will, the work of him who sent me. After he said this, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Uh, The man who had died came out with his feet and hands bound with strips of linen and his face wrapped with a cloth. Think this way. So that the mouth would not fall open. Uh, Jesus told them, loose him and let him go. Now, uh, think of this. Uh, Imagine for a moment the experience of Lazarus waking up. What's all this? Why can't I get up? Why can't I move? What's all this cloth? Uh, It was already starting to decay. Yeah. So, yeah. First Jesus has to put him to get back together in an instant. But he lets him stumble out in the cloth. Uh, Yeah. Yeah it was scary to those people? Yeah, it would have been kind of kind of weird at first why is Jesus going to the tomb and having them open it because they didn't quite understand what he was going to do. And he says, Lazarus, come out. and Out he comes. And yeah, unwrap him, take care of him. Uh, that it, it would have yeah, been kind of a surreal, weird thing. Uh, and now, if if John is putting chapter eleven right in the center of his gospel, because this is like the, the biggest miracle—he raises somebody dead four days, uh, the daughter of Jairus. Uh, she had just died that day and Jesus goes and raises her up uh, the the young man of name maybe died the day before and he stops them on the way to the cemetery and now here's Lazarus dead four days Jesus raises him up here's the high point of Jesus life and ministry and the biggest miracle so far, and then what happens? Uh, many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what Jesus did believed in him, but some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees called the meaning of the Sanhedrin. What are we going to do? Because this man is doing many miraculous signs. Here it is. I've talked about this before. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in it. Then the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. They will take away our place. That might mean they're going to throw us out of the position of leadership or they may be talking about what happened in the year 70. They're going to destroy our place of worship, the temple. Uh, But one of them, Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year, said to them, you know nothing at all. You do not even consider that it is better for us that one man die for the people than the whole nation perish. Now, what's Caiaphas thinking when he says that? There's, the, there's what, he, what he says, and he's thinking one thing, but in a prophetic way, he's really saying something else. Uh, it's better for one man to die for the people than the whole nation to perish.
1: Exactly as to what happens. Christ dies for the world. Here he's saying he's gonna die for, he has to die or a nation yeah. died. Yeah, he's thinking
0: we gotta get rid of this guy or there might be a rebellion and the Romans will destroy it all. So one man should die for the people, otherwise everything's gonna perish. Much deeper than that is Jesus dies for all people, so that they may not perish. This is a fragment of John 316, too. Uh, and he did not say this on his own, but as high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was going to die for the nation, and not only for that nation, but also in order to gather into one the scattered children of God. So from that day on, they plotted to kill him. Therefore, Jesus no longer walked about openly among the Jews. Instead, he withdrew to a region near the wilderness, a town called Ephraim, and he stayed there with his disciples. The Jewish Passover was near. And many went up to Jerusalem from the country to purify themselves before the Passover. So they kept looking for Jesus and asking where Jesus was. I lost it asking one another as they stood in the temple area. uh, What do you think? He certainly won't come to the festival, really. The chief priests and the Pharisees had given order that if anyone knew where Jesus was, he should report it so they could arrest Jesus. And that's chapter 11. So this is all... This is January, maybe even into February, and people are starting to think of Passover a month or so away. And then, as Jesus has been doing, Jesus withdraws again. So, that was kind of a wild ride, wasn't it? Just imagine the ups and downs for Mary and Martha. Imagine the ups and downs for Lazarus. Uh, imagine the ups and downs for his disciples. And Jesus' enemies only think about one thing. And even though they see the signs and the wonders, they still plot against him. have those golden verses, I am the resurrection and the life. Never get tired of reading that at the funeral. Never get tired of reading. Period. Any thoughts or questions or anything else to share? Lazarus never says a word. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would think it would be very fitting if Jesus would erase his memory up to, uh, until the point where they're done unwrapping it. I would not want to remember being in a the tomb. Uh, there are, yeah, I remember. I don't remember where I heard this. I think it was one of my grade school teachers talked about. It, that when these people were raised from the dead, they didn't really talk about or have knowledge, memory of what had happened and the explanation was it was like God pulls a shade. Okay. Yeah. Like they
1: had fallen asleep. Yeah. Because the blind man could talk about what happened to him.
0: Yeah. And Lazarus doesn't say anything. And
1: you think that, I I think that Jesus had him come out with his death cloths on to show that it was Lazarus. It wasn't that they just put a blind person in and then haul him out later.
0: well I didn't know how long I would go I was prepared to show you ten minutes of a movie you got ten minutes? uh... this all right let's close with prayer Lord Jesus we thank you for taking on human flesh and dwelling among us and even weeping, and weeping with us. Help us to cast all our griefs on you, because you know them all. Help us in our sorrows, and comfort us with that word of promise, I am the resurrection and the life. Amen.